Thank you for turning into Anime Out of Context. Before we begin, we would like to let you know about the big changes that are coming to the show. This week's episode was our first test episode recorded with a live audience, and despite the noticeable change in audio quality, we are very proud of how this episode turned out. Finally, next week will be our very first episode recorded in a proper studio environment. Stay tuned for future updates, and of course, feel free to send your feedback to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com and our new Twitter account, at AnimeConPod. That's at, as in the at symbol that's normally only found in email addresses and on Twitter. Anime, as in anime. Con, as in context. And pod, as in pod racing. Now, on with the show. Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. The show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I wonder, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's just anime here to destroy me. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, how you feeling, bud? I mean, we're recording the podcast, so full of anxiety, dread, concern, worry. Yeah, but on a physical level, because you don't sound the same as usual, man. Yeah, no, I'm also not doing well physically. Yet again, I am sick, which is really annoying. Yeah, I imagine so. Last time you were sick, we did a very interesting anime, though, didn't we? Yes, and so this time you should just be nice to me because I am sick and you should not make me watch any anime. Just let me sleep it up, eat some Campbell's chicken noodle soup. It'll be great. As a medical professional, (laughs) I have to say that a little bit of anime can go a long way. I feel like that is not a good medical diagnosis. I feel like that is a terrible prescription. I mean, Remington, last time we did an episode when you were sick, it was on Kuroko no Baskets. Which is one of the worst anime we have ever seen. I mean, what was the problem with it? It was a bunch of dudes being physical and getting into some action. With no personalities, with no story to speak of with awkward dialogue and relationships the whole way through and a very shoehorned awful premise so yeah what was wrong with it its existence (laughs) you did have it very low on your list of anime if i recall correctly yes i did so this time you're gonna be nice to me right sean In the perspective of a lot of people, yes, I am going to be very nice for you. Okay, so what you've just told me, Tenei, we're doing a really popular anime that everybody loves, but it is actually awful, atrocious, terrible, mind-numbing, dull, without any inspiration or creativity, one that's going to cut me deep to my core. Actually, no, not this time. Doubt. (laughs) <laughs> you are not L.A. Noiring me right now. I am L.A. Noiring you. L.A. Noir is my favorite anime. Mine too. <laughs> the Black Dahlia murders were my favorite uh, tournament arc. <laughs> okay, so what anime are we jumping into this week, Sean? Well, we're going to a bit of an interesting era, and I oh. know you hate the word interesting, uh, but it's the era just after Sword Art Online. So, no. so it's about 2013. No, this was part of the dark times. It is definitely part of the dark times, and to a lot of people, this anime brought it out of the dark times. Doubt part do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's one of those anime that a lot of people really love, really like, really enjoy. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who have some heavy dislike for it. Oh, my kind of people. Yeah, because it had a similar effect as Sword Art Online in a lot of ways. So what you're telling me is that when I hate this anime, inevitably because it's gonna be bad, then I will actually have a large subset of people who agree with me and they won't hate me. Not large. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of people who really love this anime, but the problem with this anime is, is it's one of those fandom-type animes that got so blown out of proportion 
a lot of people hated the fan base and the anime itself because of it. Sean, you have seen my interaction with fandoms. In fact, we interact very differently with fandoms. You are p part of quite a few fandoms. You're on the more reasonable side of those fandoms, but you definitely take part in a good list of them. That is true. I don't. Yeah, no, you don't get as excited about nerdy things as I do. I get just as excited. I just don't feel the need to go into all of these niche forums and talk about it endlessly. I really enjoy it. I get excited by it. And then I go get excited about something else instead. It's the communities surrounding almost every fandom, especially anime fandoms. They are rabid, they're crazy, they're over the top and extreme, and some, I assume, are good people. Only some? Yeah. You just alienated most of our audience. Again. For like the 20th time. At this point, it's just a metaphor. A metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But, oh, Remington, this is an anime that I've kind of talk about but at the same time i'm just kind of like eh, um, because i liked it a lot Whoa. when it first came out uh but again i got kind of swarmed by the fans and two over exerting fans can really ruin an anime for you do you hear that anime fans sean is saying that you're wrong and he hates you i am not saying that at all send all your angry emails to remington not to me <laughs> i can't handle the pressure so remington i will actually be surprised if you haven't heard of this anime Oh my gosh, one that I've heard of. Well, now that list is a lot longer, Sean, since we did the anime convention. Yep. Though, I'll be honest, it's still not a huge list because most of all of those have been long forgotten. Yeah. So this anime is, uh, has a few things that you might like about it. Okay, does it have Moe? No. Strike no. one. Does it have edgy bullcrap? Lots of it. All right, that's a plus. Does it have child murder? Yes. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Those are your three criteria for a good anime, as we're well aware. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this anime has a lot of dark themes and edgy bullcrap, like beyond edgy bullcrap. Oh, but then is it like... The Helsing Ultimate Edgy Bullcrap or the Death Note Edgy Bullcrap? Is it name brand Edgy Bullcrap is essentially the question I'm trying to ask. I think it's a little of column A and a little of column B. Oh no! Yeah, because this is one of those anime that has actually influenced the anime community quite a bit. Of from course this era. it has. But in the same way that Sword Art influenced the anime community. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. It's very popular, has a lot of fans, and recently did a third season that people kind of forgot that it had a third season. What? Yeah, no, this was one of those anime that for the longest time people were like, where's the second season? Where's the second season? And then like five, six years later, we get the second season, and we're like, oh, that's great. And it ended, and we we're like, okay, we're happy. And then out of nowhere, a few months later, they brought out the third season, and we're like, oh, that happened? <laughs> I, I'm so confused. So people were just super hyped up about this second season, and then they just weren't aware of the third season coming quite quickly. Yeah, because... Was the second season that disappointing? A little bit, and also because of the fact it came out like five to six years after the first season. Because this anime was in 2013, and the second season came out in, I believe, 2017. Oh, man. Okay, so here are my thoughts and feelings so far with knowing basically nothing about it. I think I hate it. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you did, but you might actually find some positives. So Remington, <laughs> this anime is one called Shingeki no Kyojin. And you thought I would have heard of this one. <laughs> oh, you probably have heard of it. I've never heard those words in that order in my entire life. But you have heard the English title, I'm fairly certain. Oh, here we go. English, much better. Attack on Titan. Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah, what do you know about Attack on Titan, Remington? You have giant naked skinless people. I mean, yeah, that's the show. <laughs> Got it in one. That's all I know. <laughs> that is the one thing I know about this whole show. They are presumably the Titans, and they are attacking things... Yeah, it's actually a very specific type of fan service. Very niche fetish groups really love this show. 
Oh man, you know what I really like in a man? I like it when he starts undressing and then he goes even further, just tears off his soul epidermis. <laughs> Whole epidermis. I think they opened for Ozzy back in 98. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Yeah. But yeah, no, Attack on Titan, man. Uh, it's an interesting show to say the least. And I actually do mean that in a proper interesting manner, not in my usual, oh, this will be interesting to see how Remington feels about it. Uh, the premise of the show is it's kind of a post-apocalyptic future kind of scenario, but not really. What do you mean, not really? Like, it kind of sets itself up as, like, a very far dystopian future, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that are very steampunky and old-fashioned. Okay. Yeah. So that feels more just like sort of like a Fallout-type dystopian future is what I'm gathering here. Yeah, except as opposed to, like, radiation destroying everything. It's more like monsters appeared, nearly wiped out humanity, and the last surviving humans are in this uh, layered city. How did the monsters just appear, especially because they're giants? It's one of the mysteries of the show. You're just like, oh, man, look over at the mountains. There's a giant. Basically, actually. <laughs> Especially, wait, so were they just in the modern day before the giants started attacking? We don't know. What do you mean we don't know? We don't know. The way they have it set up makes it feel like it's a possible future type of thing, but at the same time, it could just be in a completely different world. We just don't know. The setting is kind of straightforward, but at the same time, there's a lot of unanswered questions that are very confusing, and I'm sure at this point in the manga, some of them have been answered, but as I've said many times on this show, the manga doesn't matter. All right, so here's what I'm gathering from this so far. Here are the vibes I'm getting. If you took Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and Gundam Seed, and they all had a gigantic fleshless baby, <laughs> then you would have Attack on Titan. <laughs> Is that about it? I mean, you're not too far off, honestly. <laughs> I'm so good at this. How about I read you some of the synopsis, then? All right, let's hear it. <clears throat> Centuries ago, mankind was slaughtered to near extinction by monstrous humanoid creatures called titans, forcing humans to hide in fear behind enormous concentric walls. What made these giants truly terrifying is that their taste for human flesh is not born out of hunger, but what appears to be out of pleasure. To ensure their survival, the remnants of humanity began living within the defensive barriers, resulting in 100 years without a single titan encounter. However, the fragile calm is soon shattered when a colossal titan manages to breach the supposedly impregnable outer wall, reigniting the fight for survival against the man-eating abominations. Okay, so a few things here, Sean. All right, break it down for me, Rem. All right, so step one, and this is going to be a weird criticism. Why concentric walls? Well, the city is set up like a cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this grand cake city. This is Dessertville. Yes. Welcome. We have the sweetest treats around. Also, there's a giant naked man trying to murder us all. You know, that sounds like the last bachelor party I went to. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it is a set of three concentric walls, so three different cities, larger than their, the other, and the farther in you get, the more high-class and noble and royal it is. All right, I have thoughts about that, but they're less relevant than my next one. So think the Titanic, basically. My next one is much more important. Why is that? My next thought, so this, these Titans are killing people not because they just want to go and eat them, but for pleasure. Yeah. Is this an etchy? No, actually. <laughs> no. There's actually very little fan service, all things considered. I mean, there's a little. Don't get me wrong. It's a shonen. It's going to have fan service. Oh, it's a shonen. With a plot like that, how is it not a shonen? Oh, I hate shonen. You don't hate all shonen. You just hate most yeah, shonen. You can try with your little hashtag not all shonen bullcrap, Sean, but I see through that shit. I don't think you do. A shonen is bad, anime is bad. I'm worried about why these things are killing for pleasure and what that even means. It just means that they enjoy the violence of killing people. But why? Yeah, that's one of the questions that are supposedly going to be answered, but haven't been answered yet. <laughs> you get a lot of those in this show. So it's like Lost, which is my favorite anime. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, it does share some similarities with Lost. 
Oh man, bring me Sawyer. I'm excited now. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna get that lucky. Damn. A little more of the synopsis where this takes place. After that catastrophic event, Aaron Yeager, who is our main character, like a Jaeger bomb. Yes, actually. Cool. Yeah, Jaeger as in Hunter. They're being very subtle with the symbolism in this one, Remington. Oh, yeah. After witnessing a horrific personal loss at the hands of the invading creatures, Aaron de dedicates his life to their eradication by enlisting in the Survey Corps, an elite military unit that combats the merciless humanoids outside the protection of the walls. See, this became less interesting... If it's going the route of the initial attack is just, like, the inciting incident, I really want that initial attack to be literally the entire first season. That's it? You just want the initial thing to be the Colossal Titan popping up over the wall, which I know you've seen clips of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, it's so ingrained in anime and media culture now that it's just one of those tropey things to do, as a joke, even. Uh, you see him poking over the wall and kicks it down, and then it, the whole season is just him eating people? Well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. However, I was thinking more, you have this really in-depth, it's trying to get through, but the people craft a lot of clever plans and all sorts of great defenses. Their plans go wrong, their plans go right. They are up against the odds, but they have the qualifications necessary to put up a fight. And I think it would be super interesting to go super in-depth on this one crisis. But because it's shonen, you can't have depth. Don't be ridiculous, we are in the kitty zone. Again, quit alienating our fans. I'm not alienating our fans, Sean. I'm just alienating those fans who make the bad decision of enjoying Shonen. Oh, boy. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to find the perfect Remington Shonen. It's going to have just enough emoji, just enough child killing, and just enough edgy bullshit to make you just a happy boy. You, you know the best Shonen, Sean? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Oh, uh, don't worry. So do half of the people listening. Oh, goodness. But yeah, no, you're not that lucky. The uh, inciting incident takes place over two episodes, basically. I guess that's better than like a weird ten minute flashback. Yeah, and then it cuts to like five years later. God damn it. Yeah, pacing in this is sword art levels of weird. I hate this so much. I am not looking forward to this anime. Yeah, I didn't think you would, but hey, it's got enough murder and dark edgy shit you might find something positive to comment on. We'll see about that, John. And I haven't even told you how they fight the Titans. I, well, I assume it's just like maybe catapults and artillery or something. Catapults and artillery, yeah, huh? Yeah, he's a big guy and that's how you fight big guys. Don't be ridiculous, Remington. Okay, what's the ridiculous method that they fight them? I'm going to let it be a surprise because I'm curious <laughs> to see how you react oh, to no. it. Oh, no. That means it's stupid. It's a little stupid. They actually use ham and energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they, They're like Oh man I'm using Bloody red naked man Sun drive Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bloody red naked man sun drive That is my favorite ultimate technique <laughs> If If I were ever in Some sort of fighting anime bullcrap game that's my finishing move that's your finishing move <laughs> that's it i'll get to work on that we'll have an anime out of context video game it'll be great it'll oh perfect it'll mostly just be you very angrily punching things and me laughing in the sidelines like an evil dr eggman type of thing it'll be a beautiful mobile game oh <laughs> what you have phones don't you <laughs> oh, it's funny because by the time we post this, it won't be relevant anymore. But that's fine. <laughs> Let's go watch some episodes of Attack on Titan. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five episodes 
and a little bit more of Attack on Titan. Remington, it's gotta be said, you were looking pretty down before we started recording, and now that we've watched the anime, I think you've gone even farther downhill. First of all, Sean, let me make something abundantly clear to our listeners. We have a rule, three to five episodes, and boy, did you push that rule today. Which, already, five episodes is rough, but the fact that he made me watch a little bit more so I could get to the pivotal plot point of the entire show, which, if you are unfamiliar with what that is, then you should probably watch the anime, or don't, because I'll give you a spoiler for the rest of our podcast episode. It's not worth watching <laughs> at all. Yeah, you'd have to make it all the way to episode eight to get the big reveal. And let me tell you right now, that reveal, oh boy, you see it coming from a mile away and it is so not worth it. But we'll talk about that in a few moments. There are plenty of things to get through before we get there. All right, Remington. So, after watching Attack on Titan, what do you think about the first two episodes? Uh, the first two episodes? So here's all that they serve. Exposition dump. To the point where it will keep on saying, hey, so this is the circumstance we're in. Oh yeah, that's that thing that happened back then. You know this event in detail? Oh, you're this character. So that means you are exactly these qualities. This anime, possibly more than any other anime we have ever watched, is emblematic of telling rather than showing. It does such a piss poor job of adequately setting you into the world. Instead, it just feels the need to explain itself again and again and again and again in the most overt, non-subtle ways. It would take a toddler to not understand with how much they emphasize the bare basics. So what you're saying is, Remington, that you would have liked to, I don't know, immerse yourself in the world and try and get a sense of how these characters are feeling. But Remington, I think there's a slight problem with that. Yep. I don't think these characters have feelings. No, these characters, let me tell you right now, if you've heard my thoughts on Kuroko no Basket, if you've heard my thoughts on Sword Art Online, if you've heard my thoughts on Helsing Ultimate, then you know what my thoughts are going to be about Attack on Titan, because this provides nothing new, nothing interesting. It is just a montage of everything I hate and despise, and that makes me viscerally angry deep within my core. But Remington, we've got such a charming trio of heroes in those first two episodes. What did you think of them? All right, so first we have Aaron. He's a bland bitch protagonist. Wow. Oh, but he's not that bland, Remington. He screams a lot and talks about how he wants to murder Titans very loudly. Oh, uh, what a personality that is. Oh, did I mention he also hates Titans? Oh, you, oh, you forgot to mention he does hate Titans. Yeah, and he has a strong distaste. You might even say hate. Or believe it or not, Titans. He also really wants to kill this thing he hates called Titans? What we're trying to get at here is you can't have a character based on only wanting to kill Titans. He is completely one-dimensional as they all are, and it is so boring. None of the characters are at all interesting. None of the relationships between them are at all interesting. Okay, but you can't say that for certain, Remington. What about the close bond between the other two characters, between Mikasa and Armin to Eren? Wasn't that a nice, warm, and fulfilling bond? Okay, so Mikasa, she's good at things, and she's a tsundere. Wow. Actually, she's technically not a tsundere. How is she not a tsundere? She's a different type of dere that we haven't covered yet. What are you talking about? She's such a tsundere. Nah, she's something that's called a kudere. What the fuck? Well, I guess this is a good time for me to introduce them to you. So, Remington, I've told you before there are many types of dere's, right? Yes. Uh, you got Sundere and Yandere are the two biggest ones. Okay, so what the fuck is a Kudere? A Kudere is very similar to a Sundere, but different. Whereas a Sundere's are, tend to be very hot-headed and violent, 
and just over the top like explodey on the outside and cold and explodey on the outside. Coon rays are kind of the opposite but in the same field. So they're very cold personality types and very straightforward. Yep, without any emotion or humanity. All right. Yeah. Okay, yep, then I agree with that. So it's basically just an offshoot of Sundre. Nonetheless, she's just the trope, nothing more. She doesn't add anything of intrigue or interest. We might have to do an anime about Kudere's. I have a couple in mind, but we'll have to see. Uh, I'd rather not. And then you have Armon, who is meaningless. So you have three- No, 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 no. He's smart. Is he? Yeah, he got the highest test scores. Didn't you hear them say that three or four times? Yeah, oh, what and a fascinating also, character. Yeah, oh, and the other thing is, is he's a bit of a coward. Yeah, these characters really, really suck. And then all of the other side characters, it literally introduces by saying their name and then saying what their character is. No, 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 they introduce them beforehand. Uh, sort of? But then in the training montage, they rehashed it with that exact same Kuroko no Basket style of doing things. Here, since we're getting close, let me just break everybody who loves this anime's hearts by talking about a certain character that I know for a fact is a fan favorite, and that hurts me deeply. I think I have an idea who you're talking about. Let's talk about Sasha, because I know for a fact that people are gonna love Sasha. Wait, 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 who are you talking about? Oh, oh uh, you may not be familiar with uh, her name is Sasha. I'm talking about Potato Girl. Oh, Potato Girl. Yeah. Yeah, so Potato Girl, her thing, get this, she really likes to eat. Oh, how hilarious. But guys, no, she really likes to eat. But no, guys, do, do you get it? She really, really, guys, do you want, no, you don't understand. She really likes to eat. Take my Kurokono back. Basket rant about his height and just put that here about her and food. Uh, or literally the thing we did earlier with how he hates Titans. 100% because it just feels the need to keep on going and it thinks it's funny, but it absolutely is not. So she's the pretty girl who really likes food and is sort of not lazy per se, but... Definitely not oh, you're applying herself. But you're forgetting her most important other character trait that was kind of hinted at that is probably not actually a thing. Oh yeah, she's a lesbian, which means she's able to be shipped with the ladies. Not really, but just enough. Yeah, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. You wanted to talk about the meme girl so much because you viscerally hate her. Uh, let's just bring it back a bit. What happens in those first two episodes, Ren? I'd like you to explain it to me. All right, so... A big titan comes, he puts a hole in the wall, and then a bunch of other titans come, and then they eat everybody. Oh man, really chaotic, really crazy, that's about it. Oh wow, that sounds like it could be done really poorly, but right after the fact, they must have had something interesting, some sort of conflict. What happens in episode 3 then? Uh, in episode 3, oh, I can't even remember which episode is which. Oh, I'll fill in the blank for you, Remington. It's the episode after they escape the initial city <laughs> and they decide to join the military, which they were already going to do in the first place. Yeah, you just skip ahead over a year, which is jarring because I thought it was going to be really interesting. Oh, no, now there's a hole in the wall. How are they going to survive? How is it going to work out? Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, it's that, yeah, they literally hop on a ship, they fly away, there's some people that die, try to get on the ship, eh, it doesn't matter. Let me go on a brief rant, because I created a far better anime while watching this. I agree fully, and I love it when you come up with alternatives to bad anime, please. Okay, so here's how I would do the premise of Attack on Titan, which I would argue the sort of premise, the idea of the Titans, they're interesting, they're evocative. I can see why, for the same appeal that you have for zombie post-apocalyptic things where you are holed up trying to take on these, these evil beasts 
constantly trying to get in, right? It has the same appeal, but on a colossal scale. It's interesting. So we keep the Titans, but here's what we do. The giant Titan comes, he breaks a hole in, and then this is not some bull crap shown in look at all the action scenes. No, this becomes a story about survival, about drama, about even politics all brought into this. Sure, there are some intense action scenes, but they are only when they really matter because instead they are trying to fight back all the Titans getting in. They are being pushed back. They're coming up with so many strategies to at least delay them. Perhaps there's even a different safe haven that can provide assistance, but it's going to take a few weeks or even a month. So they have to hold off till them. They keep being pushed back and back. All the while, you see these interesting politics with the king and the different army. You see levels of corruption and maybe even some rebels trying to do well. All of these interesting ideas happening at the same time while they're trying to fight the titans. But no, you don't have survival. You don't have politics. You hardly have drama. It's just your stereotypical shonen anime. You know what you kinda just described? What did I kinda just describe? Late season Game of Thrones. I, I am only familiar with a very small amount of Game of Thrones and I'm okay with it. Ooh, God, that'll be a talk for another day. <laughs> Game of Thrones is my favorite anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arya... No, I can't say that. I can't say that. I was about to make a waifu joke, nope, but I cannot nope, say nope, that. No, that's underage. That is very underage. It's I, just a I am not an anime protagonist, Sean. I am not into <laughs> underage girls. Uh, how about, Khaleesi is my waifu. Is that better? Yeah, much better. Much better. Uh, no. Yeah, it, it, what you described, all the intricate plot points kind of happens in late season Game of Thrones with some of that survival element. But yeah, no, it, I like your version much better, Remington. Because it's not the same thing you've seen a million times. Sure, the premise is interesting, but just like Sword Art Online, which I will make comparisons to till the day I die, it has such an evocative premise that it squanders, that it wastes away, that it completely ruins with terrible characters, terrible relationships, rules that pop out of absolutely nowhere. This could be interesting world building, but I can't say that it's good world building because they waste every opportunity that they get. So we have your feelings of the overall thing. We got those out of the way quickly. Let's do my favorite thing, nitpicking. Oh, I have lots of nitpicking here. Oh, I figured you would. So I'm just going to go concept by concept. As far as the overarching plot goes of the first five episodes, it's I can literally explain it in two sentences. After episode three, talk about joining the military. They join the military. They have problems in the military. Then they graduate from the military. And then a new Titan attack happens. It's, it's literally just a repeat of the first two episodes. It's like almost the exact same, but now they're fighting. With just a bunch of random characters being introduced, most of which are cannon fodder and do die in that big fifth episode. Which is good, because I mean, hey, at least there's somebody dying. But they try to make it as if it's some emotional thing. You're like, oh man, these characters that haven't been established, aren't you sad? Aren't you sad to have lost them all? No, I'm not. I don't care. They have no warmth, no relationship to the others. You've just told me to give a crap, but that doesn't mean I should. All right, so let's get into some of the nitpicks of those five episodes. We also watched a couple clips from the uh, seventh and the eighth episode. You'll know which clips I'm talking about if you've seen the show, and that's the big spoiler thing we'll get into in just a minute but let's start with some of the nitpick stuff all right let's start early on and i'm actually going to give the very few compliments that i'm going to give at all because these happen early on i cannot wait to hear what they are First of all, it had a nice cold open, similar to how we saw in Akira. It didn't focus on all of this sensation, all this noise, all this intensity that you traditionally see with Shonen. No, it was quiet, it was intense, you could feel the threat, you could see it, and it didn't feel the need to sensationalize it. Just like why I loved it in Akira, I also really liked it here. In fact, also, in episode one or two, they had some more good, quiet moments. 
moments. Unfortunately, we haven't seen these since, but that's fine. Don't worry about that. They were good while they briefly lasted. Yeah, and that is probably one of the best things you can say about the show is because that opening scene of the Colossal Titan standing over the wall, intimidating, huge, terrifying, tearing down the wall... It's a very powerful moment that has been parodied and made fun of as well as used in reference to other animes as well, which is a good thing. It's a symbol to how evocative this image is and can be used. And this is one of the very, very few times that Attack on Titan decided that it wasn't going to over-explain. It wasn't going to shove it down your throat. It was going to show you and was confident you would understand. Granted, this exact thing happens at the end of episode one again, but with everything I just mentioned it didn't have, but we'll pretend that it doesn't. Now to get on to my two other compliments. Oh wow, you actually made it up to three? I know. The soundtrack is pretty good. <laughs> 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 I didn't think it was an exceptional, but I thought it was pretty good. Honestly, yeah, the soundtrack is really good. There have been better, but there have been worse. Yeah, and the opening theme for the first season is pretty kick-ass in my opinion. It's very powerful, it's very in-your-face. I loved that soundtrack. Yeah, it was good, and my third compliment, there were two moments that made me laugh. I'm not sure if one of them was supposed to. It wasn't. But two of them made me laugh. Most of the time when it tried for comedy, it felt really jarring and unfitting, similar to how Helsing Ultimate tried to be comedic, and it just did not fit with everything else that it was trying for. But there were two moments that made me laugh, so we'll count that as a positive. That's all the positive I have to say about That's this all whole positive. anime. Okay, well... Which, hmm. I should also note, one thing that people might have been expecting is that I would compliment the art. The art, sure, it's well done, but it's also really annoying. Annoying, especially because, just like Helsing Ultimate, they love their lighting and they love using it to stupid levels, to the extremes, where at first you're like, oh, this is this is really dramatic and interesting. And very quickly you're like, wow, they keep on doing it. Yeah, they love their dynamic lighting. <laughs> okay, so positives. That's nice. Maybe we won't get as many angry emails as I'm expecting because if it wasn't obvious, I'm not a big fan of this show either. Yeah, no, Sean, I have a lot more to say about this. Oh, you do. I don't doubt it. So, let's break it down bit by bit then. How do you feel about their method of killing titans? It's really stupid and dumb. They show the weakness of the titans and they've said that the way they attack them, especially with artillery and cannons, is how they've done it for ages, but they've never advanced it at all. Literal centuries, they've had these cannons, but they have never tried to advance the technology that they have with when for over a hundred years you've been focusing on protecting yourself from these titans, you think maybe you would have done that. And then you have these weird maneuver gear bullcrap, which I just wasn't a huge fan of. They aren't visually interesting. They seem really clunky and awkward. And I really think that they are just not a good design decision. This feels like one of the things that's going to be strangely more popular than I feel like it deserves to be. Because it just feels like really awkward Spider-Man. And that is just the appeal. People fight the idea of a technological-based swinging Spider-Man-esque system where that's a jetpack but not really a jetpack. And that's what people love, because obviously, if the weak point of a Titan, which is the nape of the neck, by the way, you have to do damage to that or else it doesn't die, it just regenerates, uh, the solution to that apparently is swords and jetpacks. Yeah, there definitely should be better ways, but who cares? Especially in this world, why would that make sense when even fundamental physics make absolutely no sense? Oh, the physics. Those are interesting. We've complained about anime physics before. Sometimes it's less egregious, but this is definitely on the extreme end of it is both absolutely insane, it is absolutely terrible, and unfortunately, it's extremely relevant way more often than it should be. Yeah, how many people would have been Gwen stacy in any of the fight scenes we saw? Far too many. Yeah, no, uh, physics 
in anime has always been more of a suggestion. It allows it to be more of a dynamic, intense battle type of thing. You know, you get some interesting angles, some interesting attacks, all kinds of fun things, as long as the setting allows for it, as well as, you know, the combat itself. It can be really interesting if you bend the rules of physics a little bit. And even modern American movies and TV shows do this to an extent. When you push it for a purpose, it actually can work well. But when you are just doing it with so much gratuitous nonsense, it is detrimental to your overall product. And then we get to the part where they are, they're all learning how to be soldiers, right? And you're introduced to this one character that's just an asshole, and I thought maybe he was going to be an interesting asshole. Uh, that would be Jean. Yes, Jean. He's not an interesting asshole. He made me very hopeful, and that was crushed within the first five minutes. Yeah, the interesting thing is, uh, in the fan base, he is one of the only characters that actually is liked and has character development. Yeah, he's the only one that showed any proper motivation, albeit he is also responsible for what I think is one of the worst lines I have heard ever. Oh my god, this line is amazing. So allow me to set the scene for you. Uh, they had just met. Jean and Aaron had just met and were talking and they had a little bit of a disagreement at first, but then they maturely talked to each other and was like, you know what, yeah, no hard feelings. They slap hands as a kind of a friendly gesture of agreement. But then, Jean gets a glimpse for the first time, apparently, which is a little weird considering they've been in the same camp for at least a day, yeah. of Mikasa, who is this beautiful, elegant Japanese vixen of a girl, and he is immediately smitten. Which, fair, honestly. I can understand looking at a girl and being like, oh, that's attractive, I'm gonna give that a shot. So he does. He goes and asserts himself. He's like, hey, want to go grab a bite to eat sometime or want to hang out sometime? Seems interesting. And Mikasa, being the cold cooter, I bet she is, just kind of brushes him off. And then she immediately goes towards Aaron and starts walking by his side. And clearly the uh, Mikasa hard-on for Aaron that oh, is yeah. very obvious to everyone. And then John completely turns dark walks outside, stares at them, walking away, one of his guys comes by, and he just wipes his back with his hand that he slapped Aaron with, and the guy's like, what the hell? What the hell did you do that for? What'd you wipe on my back? And then John tells him what he wiped on his back. My trust. So ridiculous. My trust. This is not... I think a comedic line. It's, it's not. It me was meant to be serious and develop some kind of <sighs> uh, conflict between Aaron and Jean because they have very different philosophies. Jean wants to get the nice cushy job in the military police and get as far away from the Titans as possible. Which I feel like is still fair because he's putting in the work for training, but let's ignore that. And Aaron thinks he's a bit of a bitch because why would he train to be so good if he's not going to fight Titans, which... You know, fair. I mean, if you're trained to be the best of the best to fight Titans and you want to go out and figure out why Titans are doing what Titans do, you, you should be, you know, sending the best of the best out. But at the same time, it's just a little much to be hating on someone for wanting to have a nice, cushy life. And it's more of a problem with the institution rather than Jean. Exactly. If this is the way that Jean thinks is going to get into the center, where eventually there is still a level of risk, he still had to put in the effort for training, he is still ready to risk his life should it come to that, but it just makes him out as if he's some cowardly asshole, which I feel like is a non-interesting and also unfair depiction of a character like that. But this is not the most egregious thing in their training, Sean. Oh, so their training consists of typical military training, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, combat drills, things like that. You know, typical military stuff, uh, but also training on how to use their 3D maneuver gear. Or if you want to do the long name, which they do so frequently, they're three-dimensional maneuver gear. Which is ridiculous and awkward, and of course it's three-dimensional because we live in three dimensions, but whatever. But you can go up and down and left and right. 
Oh. Oh, and forward and back. That's that third dimension. So cool. But at any rate, they have to learn to use these things. And one of the tests is being able to stabilize yourself while attached to the two cables. Because the way the maneuver gear work, well, the, the way they explain it works, at least, because I highly doubt this would work in real life, is it's a steam canister on their back hip, as well as two cables that shoot out, and you use them kind of like Spider-Man webs to kind of maneuver yourself around solid surfaces and titans and things like that with your swords and whatnot. So, of course, naturally, one of the ways to learn how to use them is to actually stabilize yourself while hanging from these two points, which makes sense. And it shows that Aaron is absolutely abysmal at it. He's going around asking for advice of which no one has literally any advice to ever possibly give him in any way, shape, or form. And so he is doing absolutely abysmal, but then the day comes for his final test, and this was one of the single worst scenes of the entire show so far, because he goes to the test, and he blatantly says that he doesn't need any evidence or any facts or any advice. Essentially, he just needs to have heart. He just needs to really want it, which is not how learning skills works in any way. But then he goes, and it looks like he's stabilizing himself for a moment. And I was like, I swear, if he just succeeds, I'm going to be so angry. But he doesn't, Sean. He ends up flat on his face, upside down like he has so many times. It shows that, no, you don't just need heart to succeed. You need practice. You need advice. You need skills, right? Wrong. Oh no, yeah, it's rough because turns out it was just broken in a one-of-a-kind way so he needs to get a new harness and at first I thought this was an interesting sabotage angle, maybe from Jean. No, that was giving it too much credit. It's literally just broken and then he stabilizes himself on the proper one and everyone is wildly impressed that he was even able to sort of stabilize himself on the broken one because apparently, no, you just need to really want it and suddenly you can do literally anything you could ever dream of. And the weird thing is, is I think it was actually originally supposed to be a sabotage thing. Now, I haven't read the manga, and as I've said before, the manga doesn't matter. So if there is that uh, relevant betrayal sabotage thing, why would they cut that out? Because it blatantly told us that it was broken in a way that does not break normally, which would imply that it was broken by someone, but they never go further. They never acknowledge that. And then it's just them going out to be soldiers. You have a whole crappy top 10 list, which Aaron is on, which angers me. And the top 10 list is just, hey, here are the 10 characters we've sort of introduced. And then you have this whole crappy spiel where Aaron gives this awful speech, like terrible rhetoric to everyone. Do you even remember what he said? He just repeated himself a whole bunch. It's everything he's been saying since day one. There's no new dialogue here. There's no interesting metaphors or analogies or any strong images. Oh. It's all the same. You know, I actually think I have the speech right here. Uh, as it says here, Titans are bad. <laughs> and we should train to kill Titans, and then we should go and join the Survey Corps and kill Titans. Yep, and that's the gist of it. And here's the thing, that may sound like a terrible speech, but everyone else in the top ten is like, well, brilliant, I'm going to be in the Survey Corps. Not because of your speech, obviously, but definitely because of your speech. And it's so convoluted and so stupid that they're trying to set Aaron up as a leader because he's just not in any way, shape, or form. He is awful. He's a bland bitch protagonist. He doesn't deserve to be there. He's not talented. He's not skilled. And the fact that they suddenly just make him so is so irritating to me. Now, Sean, I think there are only two more things to talk about. Two important things to talk about. One is the big reveal that it has. But right before we get there, we need to talk about one moment during the training that was supposed to be a comedic moment. A literal fart joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the best part is, is this fart joke was uh, directed at Potato Girl. Yep, the meme one. And the one who made the joke which is the only funny thing about this, was Mikasa. 
it's so ill-placed and it doesn't work and it's really weird and ill-fitting and it was more awkward than anything, especially because it is so truly telling of the kind of quality Attack on Titan is putting in. It thought this was gold. It thought it was hilarious. And I'm sure for many of the weebs out there, they're like, oh, Sasha is so endearing. But it was just weird. It was awkward. And I think it's worth just briefly talking about that before we get to the final major super important reveal. Yep, and I'm going to add one caveat that makes it a... Uh little better but not really I, I have to defend the show as best to my ability man I have to be the opposite of you for some things yeah uh, in this bit they're about 15 or 16 so it's kind of the joke a kid or teenager would make but at the same time eh. but that's enough of that we've discussed all of that stuff and uh, so at the end of episode 4 when they're on their training thing lo and behold the colossal titan returns Oh man, he returns, he's right there, he kicks another hole in the wall, a bunch of titans go in, it's literally the first two episodes again, but this time the heroes are ready to fight-ish, sort of, a bunch of them get eaten, it doesn't really matter, but then, here's the crazy thing, Sean, Aaron gets eaten, he gets swallowed by one of the baddies. But it was so convincing, because as he was swinging to fight the titans, one of them jumps up, bites his leg off, he can't fight anymore, what's he supposed to do? And then, oh man, his best friend, Armin, who we've seen so much character development for, gets picked up and swallowed. Swallowed whole in one bite, but don't worry, Aaron is there to somehow it doesn't really show or explain, get right in the mouth and save Armin. Just ignore all of the inconsistencies and pretend this works out. And then, even though he is completely crippled, he is holding the jaw open with his arms. This giant titan that's mouth is bigger than he is. These huge jaw muscles that are intensely strong. And somehow he's able to hold it onto them for way too long. Yeah, but even our hero has to fail sometimes. He reaches out his arm for Armin thinking, You have to pull me out. I can't die here. I'm not dying here. And then chomp, his arm gets bitten off and he is swallowed. And then, oh my goodness, maybe he's dead. But of course he's not because he's obviously the protagonist and he's not going to die. And there was zero concern at any stage in this. And then we get to the final major reveal that you had me watch more of the anime to see. I only showed you five minutes. Don't be such a baby. Allow me to set the stage for you, though, because this is probably the most bullshit thing ever. They want you to think Aaron is dead, right? They really want you to think Aaron is dead. So the next episode is literally just going into the backstory of Mikasa, how she knows Aaron, and then at the end finding out that Aaron has been eateded. Yep. And then she's super traumatized. She's super sad about it. And then all of a sudden, this Titan pops up. But this Titan is attacking the other Titans. How strange. How weird. How uncharacteristic. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing about that. You think that happens in episode six, where should we get Mikasa's backstory? No, 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 no. This happens past the halfway mark in episode seven, which I didn't show you because I, I didn't have the patience for it either, but I needed to get to this big reveal because it's important and we'd get a lot of flack if we didn't talk about it. So big Titan comes, punches the crap out of the Titan that's about to eat Mikasa because she is given up on life because her boy toy is dead. You know, big whoop. Yeah, that's the only purpose I have for living is just the boy toys. And... The Titan shows up, punches the shit out of the Titan, starts killing other Titans, and people are like, huh, that's weird. And then episode eight goes into the, hey, maybe we can direct this Titan to kill as more Titans for us because we're obviously useless at killing Titans. Yep, and so the Titan continues killing Titans, and eventually he falls down after being nice and exhausted and murdering a ridiculous amount of Titans. And then all of a sudden, it starts to sort of dissolve in the back, and there's somebody inside of this titan. Who could it possibly be? Well, I'll tell you who it's not. It is definitely not Aaron. Because no. that would be so obvious and so cliche and so pointless. Yeah, and he, he died. He's definitely dead, right? He's super dead. He's definitely dead. Oh no, it's Aaron! He's alive! Thank God! And he has both of his arms and both of his legs! What a shock! What a surprise! Who saw that coming? 
Oh wait, everyone saw that coming. So it just turns out that Aaron is the Incredible Hulk, but more bullshit, and it makes me angry, and it's a stupid decision, and instead of being interesting, they're just bullshit shonen. Sean, Attack on Titan is a terrible anime. You know what, Remington? I agree with you. But what makes it even more terrible is what the whole plot is after this point. Would you like me to tell you, Remington, for a little bit of spoilers? You know what, Sean? You don't need to tell me. I'll tell them. Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna be like, oh, wow, you can turn on a Titan. And maybe a couple of them will be like, that makes me vaguely uncomfortable. Uh, but that'll be mostly ignored for the most part. And they'll send him, and he'll go out. Maybe he'll even, uh, if they're mildly interesting, very, very mildly interesting, they'll have him go amongst the Titans and, like, learn about them from the inside. Or more likely, he'll just observe and kill them and do all that bullcrap, and essentially this is the only way they could figure out how to find information and kill the Titans because they couldn't think of an actual interesting or creative way. All they're going to do is have him go and he's gonna observe him because he's giant and then he's gonna kill him because he's giant and he's gonna do all the things that they can't let the humans do because they're not creative enough to come up with actual solutions for them to be able to fight back and survive. So the only solution they thought of is maybe they just have a Titan on their side, which yet again is just bullcrap Helsing Ultimate back again with nonsensical crap. Oh, it angers me to no end, Sean. I feel like the real plot's gonna anger you more. Oh, no. So, do you remember in episode one the key to the basement? Oh, there was the key, wasn't there? And remember how that their house was on the farthest, most outside part of the city? The one that fell. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, the way the plot goes, and for those of you who care, major spoilers ahead, but the reason I'm telling this vaguely to Rem is because who man he is gonna hate himself even more after this, and it's gonna be funny for me. Wait, so does this mean we're not gonna ever revisit it? Oh, don't be ridiculous. People will probably ask for us to revisit this. No, Sean. If you're gonna, if you're gonna spoil it now, we are not revisiting it. It's not a big spoiler. It's literally decided in the next episode, I believe. You say next episode. We skipped over quite a handful. Yeah, well... You're really, you're really pushing it on this one. They decide to use Aaron as a Titan yep. to go find the research his father did in the basement. What? Oh, yeah, because apparently his father was researching Titans. But but he did not think that information would be pertinent to literally anybody at any point when they're all trying to protect themselves against Titans? Don't be ridiculous, right? He just kept it locked in the basement and gave the key to his son just so that he always knew where it would be. I hate everything about this. All right, I'm in the abyss. I'm, I'm ready to die. Everything is awful. I am going to kill myself. And here is the clincher. Not even in the second season do they get to the basement. What in the world? He's a titan who can kill a bunch of stuff. He can't get in the goddamn basement. Either it's taking so goddamn long because it does a Lord of the Rings, man. You know how we were skipping years at a time? Yep. It gets so much slower. That's the day-to-day -day thing you were kind of wanting, except a lot more boring. But that's besides the point. I won't go into too much details. I haven't seen the third season because it just kind of appeared and nobody really cared after that. Because uh, people kind of realized Attack on Titan ain't that great. Uh, except for, obviously, the diehard fans. Speaking of which, this was a recommendation, Remington. Uh, who in their right mind recommended this horse shit, bull shit, bat shit anime? So we had two recommendations for it. One of which was a gentleman who gave me a huge list of recommendations. Some of them we will definitely get back to. Uh. Fella called Zoth. If that's his real name, that's interesting. I doubt it is, but I like it, so I'm calling him Zoth. Why do you do this to me, Zoth? Yeah, he said, you would probably like this anime. Incorrect. Yeah. You might like some of the ones that are on here, but definitely... Oh, he also said you'd like Helsing Ultimate. Boy, this guy has no idea who I am. Come on, Zoth. And the other person is our good friend Colby. Oh, Colby, you son of a bitch. So, Colby, <laughs> yet another person we actually know in real life. Why would you do this to me, Colby? I know you're out there listening. Why do you hate me? Uh, the exact email is as such. Here's a list of recommendations to torture Remington with. 
oh, he knows. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, because though he likes the show, he knows it's got a lot of problems. Oh, I hate everything. I'm the <laughs> abyss. I'm, uh, there's no getting out. This is, this is the, the worst of things. Anime is bad. Life is bad. Shonen is bad. Attack on Titan is bad. Where would you even put this in terms of things that we've seen? I don't even know, but it's going to be really far down. It's going to be in the range of Sword Art Online, of Helsing Ultimate, of Kuroko no Basket. It is in the abyss. All right, I have to know. Above or below Kuroko no Basket? Oh, fuck. Sean, I don't think I can make that decision because both of them are god-awful. Maybe down the line, when I have to re-rank all the anime, then I'll make that decision. But right now, they both just hurt me. The wounds are too fresh. The scars are too deep. I need time. I need time to recover, to process, and maybe, just maybe, make it to another day. And honestly, the only way I think your opinion is going to change about any of those anime is if we were to some, for some reason, return to them. No. But that's for another day, I think. Life is pain. So, Remington, I have to ask, would you like to watch some more Attack on Titan? I really wish that I could watch less of Attack on Titan, but that's not an option, so heck no, Sean. Fair enough. I don't want to watch it either. But on the off chance you guys want to, you can force us to do it. I don't want to, but you can. So thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If for some reason you enjoyed the torture of my dear friend Remington, leave us some feedback on whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or even word of mouth. Feel free to spread us around. It's the best way for us to grow. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation for an anime to watch, or unfortunately to revisit, then you can send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And the only Jaeger I'm concerned about right now is some Jaeger shots.